All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm gonna leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Jerry is saying it again, and he is backing it up. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. On Sirius XM Channel 80, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. He is also doing something that the Yankees have done quite a bit of over the last several years, and it ain't winning championships. We'll get to that in just a few moments. But first of all, uh, I know you had a little trip up to Charlotte. You're in South Carolina right now, uh, mm-hmm. down at your home there. So uh, up to Charlotte for the weekend as uh, playing the role of uncle for your nephew's birthday party. Was it an incident-free weekend? Yes. So as everybody already knows, we, we count our wins when it comes to family get-togethers by making sure that law enforcement is not in call. So anytime nobody goes to jail when the entire family gets together, that's a success. It's a win, right? We'll take the wins when we can get them, okay? Nobody went to jail. Nobody got hurt. We checked the box. We got it done. So there's the win in that one. So, big fella, my nephew, Pearson Joseph Canty, it's his birthday today, so he's turning 13, but we had the party this Saturday so friends, family, everybody could come through and celebrate, right? So... As, as being as a good uncle, once you start becoming a teenager, he's 13, you know, you move away from getting toys from him to giving him cash because that's what kids really want, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want toys anymore. When they're teenagers, they want cash. Give me money so I can buy what I want rather than you guessing what I want, right? Like, like that's the direction that this thing is going. So as a proud uncle, I felt the need to get him a little card, just as a, you know, I guess a part of what you do, and then write, not write a check, but give him cash money. Gave him a nice, nice cheap piece of change to celebrate his 13th birthday. Okay. What'd you give him? Come on. I mean, what do you think? I mean, he's 13, right? He's 13. Okay. So it had to have a 13 in it, so I gave him 113 bucks. Wow. You are yeah. a generous uncle. Well, I mean, that's my, that's my, it's my oldest nephew. He's turning 13. 113 mm-hmm. bucks is about right, right? Give me some Uncle Canty, buddy. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Canty looking out, right? Like, I just, I, I want to be that uncle. Wait so, a I mean, sec. I, I got to jump in here. You said 113. Mikey immediately goes, wait, that's it? <laughs> Mike, wait that, a minute. Wow, Mikey C. C, what am I supposed to give? 1300? Oh, my God. I'm not Mikey giving him $1,300. He's 13. You know, I don't know what, what Canty? Kind of, See, that's where Mikey's. I want him to make it to his 14th birthday, Mikey C. 1300 bucks? Are you serious? That's a nice gift. Don't let Mikey get in your way. Yeah, exactly. 100 bucks is a, $113 is a lot for a 13-year-old. I was thinking, like, is it going to be 20 Is it going to be 50 Something like that. I think my uncle gave me, like, 50 bucks for my 13th birthday. My uncle wasn't Chris Canty. Well, <laughs> okay. I, I, oh, I, I, get out my pockets, Mikey. See, see, that's, just get, get out that's my pockets. You run into trouble. Uh, the get out my pockets, that Mikey. People C. are making. Is... No, but here's the thing. That wasn't the takeaway. All right, all right. So we got the the whole. I got my my nephew straightened <laughs> out. I right, just here's the thing. Sidebar. P 
people that buy teenagers like toys and stuff for gifts, shame on you people. Give these kids what they really okay. want, which is All cash. Right. But hang on. So for shame a on these people. But hang on. Go ahead. My niece has been killing me for years, killing me for giving cash because she says it is not personal enough. It is, in other words, I'm just doing the easy thing. Like I could give you cash or I could give her a gift card. And one year as a joke, I gave her a Cabela's gift card. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's and we live in the one. Northeast and she ain't going hunting anytime so, soon. So what does she want you to do? Buy her clothes? I don't, I don't think she wants me to buy her clothes, but she wants me to come up with something more personal. Now, this past year, that would have been Taylor Swift tickets, but, you know, I love her, but come on. Yeah, no, Taylor Swift, those are thousands of dollars. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, exactly. Told, I mean, uh, for anybody other than Mikey C., that's too much. Whenever um, I got money, I was thrilled. I was ecstatic. That's my point. Like, who yeah. doesn't like getting cash? Yeah. I, I'm 40 years old, and I love getting cash. I love getting Give me cash. cash for my gifts. Yes. Give me cash. I'll take it all day, every day. Those but wedding anyway. gifts? Like, but anyway, I don't. The, the, I don't need your. I don't need your. Uh, your your gravy boat. No, 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 no. Money, just money. Just give me money, and yeah. I'm going to be happy. Thank you very much. That, that, but that's not the big takeaway from the festivities this weekend. Oh, okay. What the is? big takeaway is that I'm not ready to have kids, <laughs> and I called my wife on Saturday night after the party and let her know as much. You know why I know I'm not ready to have kids? Because my youngest nephew, who doesn't see me that often. Mm. Could not stop talking and grabbing me and trying to get Uncle Chris to play. It, I was just like, there are 20 other adults here, and all you want to do is play with Uncle Chris. I love being the favorite uncle. That's cool. Mm. But Uncle Chris, come put together this Lego set with me. Uncle Chris, come play cornhole with me. Uncle Chris, let's throw the football. I was saying, nephew, Uncle Chris ain't got but so much juice. He ain't got so much, <laughs> but so much gas in the gas tank. And I realize this, and I know it's something that's understood, so it shouldn't have to be said, but I don't have any kids, so it wasn't really understood. Children don't turn off. They don't <laughs> cut off. I'm sitting there looking at my brother, and I'm like, bro, you, don't, you sure you don't need to put him down for a nap? You sure he doesn't need to you know, go to sleep for a little bit? I'm like, no, he's good. You, you go ahead and be on your uncle duties for right now. You don't see him that often. I'm like, throw me a lifeline. Oh, See, this no, is the no, part no, where no. my brother's you know a bad what, guy. You know what your brother is saying? Your He's brother at that point is saying, you are the lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> That's for him. You are. He, I'm the lifeline for him, yes, not for me. Exactly. And I, I tell you, I, I, I did, but that's some, the thing. They do not cut off. No. And I'm just sitting there. They're up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Like, they're knocking on my door. Hey, Uncle Chris, you up yet? I'm like, no, I'm not up. <laughs> Uncle Chris planned on sleeping until 10 o'clock this morning. And I'm just sitting there thinking, this is crazy. It's just like, kids do not turn off. Especially there, after you give them birthday cake. You know what's it's amazing? Crazy is that right now there is a collective chuckle among the audience in the car at what you experience, like, you amateur. <laughs> I am an amateur. I'm, I never purported myself to be experienced when it comes to dealing with kids. Never once. I'm just saying I came to the realization that that is what it is, and I am not ready. Well, here's the thing. I, first of all, I've always told you one thing to live by, and you've chosen to ignore it. It's a fact whether or not people want to admit it. Children ruin your life. 
<laughs> That's just all there is to it. I know that there are those those special moments and all those kinds of things. You're proud when they graduate high school, and you're proud when they take their first steps. Let me tell you something. They're few and far between. I can't imagine being prouder of my kid graduating high school than I am when I hit an incredible nine iron from 135 yards. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And put it within three feet. Because I have a feeling that for me, those feelings would be pretty similar. And when you are Uncle Chris, you can be that guy. You could be, I used to be like the jungle gym, as I'm sure you are. They climb all over you. Yes. Because yes. they feel like they can't hurt you. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm okay doing all of that. And I, you know why? Because I know I'm going home. I know at the end of the day, I'm going to hand them back over, and I'm going to say, good luck with all that. <laughs> with all of it. I'm going to go home. With all of it, big fella. I'm going to go home. I'm going to grab a sip of Le Grand whiskey. <laughs> and I am going to sleep like a baby, and I'll think of you tomorrow morning around 8.30 when I roll out of bed. That so is maybe a, just that maybe is we have a little chat that. with Mel, and we understand just how good we have it right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's nice to be able to sleep in on weekends. It's nice to be able to travel without having make plans to have babysitters or parents come in town to take care of it. It's nice to be able to do what you want when you want, because one thing became painfully obvious to me this weekend. When you have kids, that ain't the case. <laughs> they run your life, not you. So everybody's talking about having agency and all that. Other. No, no, no. You have no agency when you have kids. The kids run your, your life. That's what it is. They run your life and you just have to accept it. And what I didn't realize was that my nephew's 13th birthday party was just an excuse for my brother, whose kids, whose kids it is, to pawn them off on everybody else so he mm. can relax. That's what he did. He used the birthday party and, and a milestone like becoming a teenager to make everybody else for the weekend do what he has to do on an everyday basis. Make no mistake, these birthday parties are much more about the adults enjoying themselves than the kids. Oh, no question about it. Absolutely. They're no knocking back about a couple it. of beers. They're relaxing. Oh, no. That, that, I'm kicking back. Glass yeah. of wine in his hand. Not a worry in the world because there's other adults that can watch the kids. <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It sounds like you've learned some things here, and it sounds like we might have some major discussions moving forward. So keep us updated on how that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 what I feel and how I feel doesn't matter. I'm starting, to re- I'm starting to realize that. The older I get, what I feel and how I feel doesn't matter. Uh, in moments, Jerry Jones just can't stop. It's next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp and all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, 
how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash greenie. Shopping for Father's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Father's Day. Whether you're shopping for your brother's first Father's Day or your Renaissance man grandpa whose interests are all over the map, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and over. You can also sort by category like cologne, watches, and more, or gift lists like items for the grill master or the golfer. You can also get top tech from Beats headphones to JBL portable speakers. Or if you're looking for top brands, you'll find gifts from Calvin Klein, Polo Ralph Lauren, and Columbia. So what are you waiting for? Father's Day is June 16th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's offers the ultimate gift guide to make selecting something special for dad incredibly easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greeny, the podcast. His stats are deserving of him being at least top 10. We all believe in Dak Prescott. Touchdown, Dak Prescott. The thing that impressed me most about Prescott was his leadership. I just want to be great. That's what I do each and every day to take another step to being that. (laughs) Oh, Canty. This is what's in your future. Teaching your children. I'll be thinking of you while I'm having a cocktail. Can't you, Carlin? You're such a bad guy. You're such a bad guy. You're a good teammate, but you're a bad guy. Uh, well, you know, well, not for much longer. We'll get to that in a bit, too. Uh, Canty, listen, I, I, this morning I'm reading Peter King's Football Morning in America, hmm. uh, as I often do. And, you know, Peter, I absolutely love him to death. And he's got quotes from Jerry Jones right off the top. And he's talking about where the Cowboys are headed this year, and what the belief is uh, in the team this year. I Here are some of the quotes I'm going to give you. I think this year we're in better position to win it than we have been in years. We have the team, and we have the quarterback. This is just about uh, this season. And then he also says, very much do I trust Dak, very much. We're relying on him. I feel very good about that. His preparation, his presence, how the team responds to him, I believe he will get us there. Now, there's another interesting part of what he had to say, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I have to tell you, the idea that Jerry continues to throw all of this on Dak is not lost on me because he clearly has not wanted to show in his actions his faith about Dak. He never really wanted to pay him in the first place. 
and he hasn't gone out of his way here to give him that next contract extension. You're right about that. The thing that surprised me the most about his comments to Peter King over the weekend was him talking about what's happened in years past. He says, and I quote, you shouldn't give up the ghost because you fall short in a highly competitive league. Just because we haven't won it in so long doesn't mean doesn't make what we've done meaningless. Like to me, that aspect of it is really interesting. But back to what you were saying about the quarterback, one thing we know to be true, that after this season, Dak Prescott will be on a new contract. Now, the question is, is he going to be on a new contract with another team or is he going to be on a new contract with the Dallas Cowboys? Mm. Because staying status quo ain't going to happen. Dak Prescott has a $60 million cap hit in 2024. $60 million. That's, that's untenable for any franchise. So if the Dallas Cowboys truly believe in Dak, then I'm anticipating that we would see some, some sort of extension worked out. Now, that didn't happen this offseason, and I think that's for a reason. Because in Jerry Jones' mind, there's still some show and prove with Dak in terms of winning at the highest level. I mean, they did win a playoff game against the hapless Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past year, a division winner with a losing record. Congratulations. Other than that, there's only one other playoff win, that being against the Seattle Seahawks over the last seven years. That's what we're talking about. So when we look at the roster that the Cowboys are bringing to the party, this is a team that should contend for a title. There is no excuse as to why the offense is not going to be good. There is no excuse as why the defense wouldn't be elite. The only questions are at head coach and at quarterback. And unfortunately for Jerry, those are the two individuals that are going to have the most to say about what the Cowboys season is ultimately going to look like. And I thought this was very interesting when we had Warren Moon on last week, uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback, and what he said about what the Cowboys do in relation to Dak that maybe they shouldn't be doing. I think the Dallas Cowboys can win with Dak, but don't ask him to do more than what Dak Prescott uh, is able to do. And I think they ask him to do that at certain times uh, throughout his career. If you go back into Dak's first couple of years in the league, when uh, he was really having great success, you know, he was throwing few interceptions, but he was only throwing the ball 22 to 28 times the football game, but very, very productive with those throws. And then they were running the football with Ezekiel Elliott. I think they need to get back to that type of uh, mixture of, of run pass and not put the ball in his hands, you know, 35, 40 times a game where he'll be uh, asked, you know, to make some throws that he probably shouldn't make. And that's where the, the bad plays come in. So a lot of quarterbacks, if you ask them to do more than what they're capable of doing, you're not going to get the results you want. Listen, I think we all feel like Dak is a capable quarterback, but I completely understand where Warren Moon is coming from there. And, it's pretty consistent that he does get asked to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game, mm-hmm. and they can't win that way. And I don't know that even though they're going to try to, that Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, even though he's looked great he so looked far. Great. <laughs> he, yeah, he looked great the other That night. touchdown run against Seattle, man. Uh, My goodness. Tremendous. Um, but I don't know that they're going to provide enough there where you're going to call it a really good mix when Pollard's the main guy now. Well, I mean, listen, the run game will be fine with the pieces that you have so long as the offensive line is intact, right? Yep. I mean, those guys are good enough to take advantage of space created by the offensive line. They might not be elite in terms of guys that can you know, be their own blocker and make a lot of guys miss no matter what the offensive line does, but those guys will be able to provide some semblance of balance. Like, to me, this is all on Dak Prescott. 
and Mike McCarthy as the offensive play caller and the head coach? Can they be better with game management? Can they be better at executing in the critical phases? That's what we need to see. Can Dak be better at not turning the football over? Carlin, this guy's had 35 turnovers in the last 31 games. If I hear anybody say the turnovers are going to stop because that's not in Dak's character, you haven't been watching football over the last three years. It's been his character. It's been, a, it's been his character. That's been who he is. So, I mean, these are things that have to change. And I, I mean no disrespect to the Hall of Famer Warren Moon because he's one of the best to ever do it. But Dak Prescott, including this year, would have been paid $126 million over the last three years. At some point, he's going to have to be a false force multiplier. He's going to have to play above the X's and O's. He's going to have to make guys better. And here's the thing. The guys around him are better. They're actually pretty damn good football players. CeeDee Lamb is an all-pro wide receiver. You drafted a tight end to replace Dalton Schultz in the second round. You got Brandon Cooks on this team now to go along with a healthy Michael Gallup. What the hell else do you need? Jerry Jones just gave Zach Martin more money to make him happy and bring him back. What else do you need if you're Dak Prescott? If you can't make it work with this group of guys once you get in the playoffs, if you can't beat the likes of the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers when you're in the tournament, then what the hell are we doing? Canty, I want to go back to something you brought up a minute ago. This is fascinating. We have talked an awful lot about what the Yankees have successfully done over the last 15 years, and specifically their general manager and Brian Cashman, in lowering the bar in what the expectations have been. From we're the New York Yankees, we have to win a championship every single year, to, well, we just have to win enough games to get to the playoffs and then we'll see what happens. That quote you read, let's read it again. You shouldn't give up the ghost because you fall short in a highly competitive league. Just because we haven't won it in so long doesn't make what we've done meaningless. That's from Jerry Jones. Mm. Is he lowering the bar? Or is he reevaluating what's happened under his stewardship as Cowboys owner as we get further down the line here and... He's frankly in the fourth quarter himself. Yeah, listen, I played for the Cowboys. I've never heard Jerry Jones talk like that. I've never heard him talk like that. Mm. It's always been about competing for championships. That is the goal. And if you don't accomplish the goal, then getting people in there, whether there's players, coaches, talent evaluators, that can get them closer to that. I've never heard him say, well, yeah, the, the best we can do is just make sure that we give ourselves a chance to be in the mix. I mean, it just, I, I don't know, man. It just, it, it sounds like there is, you know, trying to grease the skids a little bit in there. Like it, it is lowering the bar to some degree. And I'm wondering if that's a part of, you know, the math or, or his, his logic when it comes to his quarterback and not necessarily trusting that Dak Prescott can win at a championship level. I, I like, listen, I, I don't want to slander Dak. I think he's a good quarterback. He's a top 10 to 12 player at the position, right? right? He is. But but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be the guy that can win a Super Bowl for you. You got to have one of those types of guys to compete. But is Dak Prescott going to be the difference in you being able to win a Super Bowl or not? You can make the argument that in the NFC, maybe you don't need that guy to, to, be, a, to be a force multiplier because the conference is thinner than the AFC. 
But, I mean, at some point, your quarterback is going to have to go out there and win you some games when it matters. And Dak Prescott has come up small in those scenarios. I don't know how that changes or how we believe that he can do it until we see him actually do it in those moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. The newest Swifty, I guarantee, not who you thought it was going to be. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantol chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious, beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders, dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. NextGuard is a registered trademark of Boehringer Ingelheim, Animal Health France, used under license. 2024 Boehringer Ingelheim Animal Health USA Incorporated, Duluth, Georgia, all rights reserved. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Greeny, the podcast. Tell you, the, the Swifties continue to come out, and they're not who you expect. Last week, Stephen A. on his podcast uh, went on for a good few minutes about getting the tickets for his daughter and her friends, and he went to the show 
and said she was incredible. Yeah. Best he's ever seen. The greatest. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith is a Swifty now. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? I mean, so, listen, big fella, more power to him. I, I don't know that I would have been able to go to a concert if I had teenage a teenage daughter and her friends. I don't know that I would be able to handle that. Uh, but, man, more power to Stephen A. for going out there and doing that. That is that is fathering, that is parenting at its finest, my friend. Well, I mean, that's what you're going to be doing. Let's be clear. <laughs> that's what you're going to be doing. I'll be having a cigar, and you'll be doing that. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, all right okay, okay. But here's the thing that, that really popped out to me. Not that Stephen A. Smith was praising Taylor Swift for how great of a performance she put on, but Stephen A. Smith dropping 20 racks for all of her, uh, all of them to go, his daughter and her friends and him to go to the concert. Twenty racks. There ain't a lot of events that I'm that I would pay twenty racks for, big fella. I'm just saying. I don't know that there's something that I want to go to that badly that I'd be willing to spend that amount of money. All right, so that was for ten tickets. Um, I can understand a fan wanting to, you know, spend two grand on a ticket for a Super Bowl if they've never seen their team win I get the Super that. Bowl. I get that. Yeah, I Something get that. Something like that. Concert, that. man, like, I, I better be singing the encore. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. And I, I would go see her, but this is what really – Stephen A. is not the one that really caught me off guard as being the newest Swifty because somebody else has entered the mix. They said what? What? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? This morning, the Greg Hill Show, WEEI in Boston. You'll remember that Taylor played a couple of, uh, I think, three concerts at Foxborough earlier this summer. I think back in May. And when she did it, Canty, one of the nights it was pouring rain. So naturally... Who gets asked about it? Bill Belichick. Saw a little bit of Taylor. Um, That's my guy. We were wondering about that. Yeah. yeah, that was about it. Did you enjoy it? Did you get rained out? Were you at that show? That was pretty impressive. Yeah, she, yeah. killed it. She's tough, man. She just stood out there <laughs> and played right through it. That's a Belichick player right there. <laughs> that She's is tough. a Belichick player. She's tough. That's what he goes through right away, describing her like she's a prospect. Because she played through the rain. <laughs> gotta love bill belichick the way that he does a deadpan too like it's just classic belichick yeah. but i would argue that's not the most impressive concert that we've seen in the rain the most impressive concert that we've seen in the rain is prince at the super bowl in 2007 yeah in that was awesome I mean, that was uh he's got on platform shoes playing yep. in the guitar in the pouring rain that was in miami correct yeah yeah in miami not one single bl- hair hair follicle out of place not I, I don't know though i i i kind of have to take issue with that because he only had to play for what 12 minutes she she's going on like she was it was pouring that night i remember seeing it she's doing these three hour shows i don't know man you don't know i don't i don't know big, big fella the platform shoes for prince i just it takes it to a different level she's very yeah. tall would she fit into bill o'brien's scheme I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, they need receivers. I think I think they value player IQ over yeah. physical attributes. So I'm going to say it could work. I'm going to say it could work. I, I think she could be a receiver. She's scrappy, man. Go She's up scrappy. fight for that 50 It's the type ball. of player that Belichick wants. Yeah, High motor. 
Definitely a high motor. High motor? No question. <laughs> it's Kenzie and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. I did not expect here to hear that earlier today, but there you go. Bill Belichick is officially a Swifty. Love it. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Our Green List today, Canty's top five overlooked teams so far through the preseason. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's kick this thing off. We got to start it out with number five. Number five. The Miami Dolphins. For all of the AFC East talk that we do, it's Bill Belichick. Is this going to be his last year? It's Aaron Rodgers' show at Florham Park with the Jets. It's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Nobody's really talking about the Miami Dolphins outside of Tua's health concerns, and this is a really, really good football team. I mean, big fella, is there any argument that this is the fastest skill position core in the NFL? No. Think about it. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Braxton Berrios. Then in your backfield, you got Raheem Mostert and Devon A-Chain. Like, they've got a really, really fast – it's a four-by-one track team is what it is. That, that, that's what you're talking about. These are some of the fastest players in all of sports uh, and all of football with the ball in their hands. So, I mean, I, I just – the Miami Dolphins is a team that people need to be paying a lot more attention to because if Tua is healthy, not only can this be the most explosive offense in the NFL – we could be talking about the Miami Dolphins being true title contenders. Number four. The Washington Commanders. Yeah, I said it. And I was surprised that Jeff Darlington glossed over them as a team that finished last in the division that could make it to the playoffs. But tell me what the Commanders are missing. Because I don't understand it. They have a top five defense. They have a great skill position core. The offensive line, it's solid. Not great, but it's solid. It's not going to be an embarrassment. And you, you have the coaching staff that you trust, a coach that has been in a Super Bowl and a guy in Derek Bieniemy, who is the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. What don't the Washington Commanders have? The question is whether or not they have a quarterback. I would argue that I don't think the quarterback is going to get in the way of them competing for a playoff spot. And again, this is a team that went in there and looked the Philadelphia Eagles eye-to-eye and beat them in the link last regular season. They have the talent and the physicality. All they're missing is is the team believing that they can get it done. But in looking at a thin end of a seat, there's no reason to think the commanders couldn't get a wild card. Number three. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris Carlin. Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett? I, I will say this. Explosive plays were an issue last year. Don't look like it's going to be an issue this year. I mean, you're talking about this team. What? uh, uh, Jalen Washington had a 62-yard touchdown run. Kenny Pickett had a 25-yard touchdown toss on Saturday. You're talking about them having three touchdown drives in the limited work that Kenny Pickett has had this preseason through two games. I mean, we knew the defense is going to be really good for the Steelers, but I didn't think that the offense had the chance to be as explosive as they've shown early on and based on what we're hearing in training camp. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that's going to be in the postseason in the AFC. Yeah, I said it. Number two. The New Orleans Saints. And this one should be relatively obvious, but nobody's talking about it. The New Orleans Saints are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the NFC South. They just are. Their offenses look good through the first couple outings in the preseason, but we know that their defense has been one of the best in all of football for the last five years. So I think that when you look at Derek Carr, He's an experienced enough quarterback 
where he's not going to make the mistakes that are going to cost your team's games. The question is, can we see Michael Thomas stay healthy for an entire season? Can we see Chris Olave build on some of the success we've seen early on in his career? Can they overcome the early season absence of Alvin Kamara? These are all things is on things on the fringe, but I but I think that this team is good enough to win that division and be in the postseason. Number one, Seattle Seahawks. Why are we not talking about the Seattle Seahawks? I I, I, I just why are we not? They have arguably one of the best secondaries, if not the best secondary in the entire National Football League. That's how good that defense is top notch, led by Tariq Willen and company. Then you look at what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball, their ability to run the football. I don't know if people have paid attention to it, but Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA looks like he's going to be a hell of a player. And Kenny Walker, he was great last year in his rookie season out of Michigan State. Look at their receiving core. One of the best receiving core. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, first round pick from this year, to go along with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Good luck with those guys. This is going to be a really, really good football team. Again, I think the questions hinge on whether or not last year was an aberration for Geno or whether it's going to be the norm for the quarterback play that they can expect in Seattle. But I feel like that's the reason that we knock Seattle down a peg because we don't think that the quarterback, Geno Smith, is is a guy that's capable of winning at a championship level. The Seattle Seahawks are the most overlooked team in the NFL – that is my pick to win the NFC West this upcoming season. Canty, I absolutely agree with everybody on the list. I think there are a couple of others you could actually put on there, too, and I would not have argued. I would not have argued if, if you said that we are overlooking the Cleveland Browns. And mm. I, the primary reason is we haven't seen Deshaun Watson get back to what he was a couple of years ago, but we weren't really expecting to until this year. So I really want to know what that looks like, and I think if he comes out of the gate and throws three or four touchdowns week one and the Browns look sharp, then it's going to be a whoa moment and people are going to really start paying attention to them. Uh, As far as overlooked, I can't call the Bears overlooked. People have been talking about them. Mm -hmm. I think the Vikings are overlooked, but I think they're overlooked because... People don't buy into them. And I, I totally get that. It was They all look at these 13 wins last season, all the one-score games, and how they got their doors blown off in the postseason by the Giants, and just think, eh, yeah, listen, they are overlooking them. This should be the Minnesota Vikings' time, Chris. It should be. It really should it be. It should be, yeah. And if it's not... Like, that's, that's a big problem for their ownership group. I, I really I, – I, I like, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell a lot. Yeah, but I, that's the thing I was going to say. I mean, yeah. we're, we're saying that they're not buying into them. They, they want all these close one-score games. People do realize that was Kevin O'Connell's first season as the head coach in Minnesota, right? Yeah. That was his first year, and he won all of those close one-score games. Why would we not think that he's going to be better at game management going into his second year? Like, why would we not think that there's going to be improvements on the defensive side of the ball where Brian Flores is their D.C. now? Why, why would we think they're not going to get better in some of those aspects of the game? They, they, they have the talent on offense. I mean, look at Justin Jefferson, arguably best receiver in the league. Okay. 
You drafted Jordan Addison in the first round. You got TJ Hawkinson as your tight end, former first-round pick. You did lose Dalvin Cook. That's not nothing. But Alex Madison is a competent running back. And you got Kirk Cousins, who's a guy that throws for over 4,000 yards every single season. Why would we think that Minnesota isn't going to have something to say about how the NFC is going to go this year? I I think it's just all of uh, what we've talked about. And unfortunately, primetime Kirk. A lot of people don't buy in because they're Kirk Cousins. That's just okay. all there is to it. All right, that's fair. Canty right. and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Well, it's out, Canty. The rumors are true. There are major changes coming to ESPN Radio as of next week, starting on September the 5th. You are leaving me, you son of a gun. No, let's call this what it is. You wanted to get rid of me. That's what it is. You wanted to get rid of me. You you threw me under the bus. You wanted to get rid of me. You were done with me. Two years is enough time, or a year is enough time. It feels like two. And you're just like, you know what? I'm done with Canty. Listen, if I wanted to get rid of you. You went to the suits, and you told them that you were done with me. If I wanted to get rid of you, it would have happened a long time ago, okay? You you threw me away like a piece of lint on your jacket. (laughs) That's what you did. So Chris Canty is moving to ESPN Mornings. He's going to be on the ESPN Morning Show every day from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time with Evan Cohen, who's coming over from SiriusXM Mad Dog Radio. If you don't know Evan, trust me, you're going to like him. Evan is a tremendous host. Uh, Chris and I have been talking about him. I've known Evan for a really long time. Very talented guy, and he's going to be awesome with you and with Michelle Smallman as well. So you've got that three-person dynamic in the mornings. I kind of like the way that's going to play out there. What are your gut instincts on this show? I love it, man. I mean, I've worked with Smallman this summer. She's a pro's pro. And then Evan Cohen, everything that everybody says about him, uh, I mean, you know, he, he's a great guy. I've had a chance to chop it up with him on several occasions. Seems like a super cool dude. And I think it's going to be a really fun show in the morning. It's going to be something that's unexpected. It's going to be edgy. And it's always going to be a reason to lock into our show. So I'm really excited about having that opportunity. And uh, big fella, you got a pretty cool opportunity yourself. I do. Now, Greeny is staying put. Greeny will be back next Tuesday, September the 5th. For the run in the fall. Carlin, so, that's not next Tuesday. That's two weeks from uh, Get it right! Two weeks. Oh, jeez. I'm lost. Next Tuesday, I'm thinking I'm on vacation. It's two weeks away. You I will was be told soon. there would be no math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to let the summer end is basically what it boils down to. But two weeks, two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, Greeny will be back. And then I will be starting a new show with the great Joe Fortenbaugh. Of course, of ESPN gambling fame. You know him from Daily Wager. You know him from Joe and Amber uh, weeknights from 7 to 9. Joe is moving up earlier into the day with me from 12 to 3 in a yet-to-be-named show that we are very excited about. And if there's one thing I know about Joe is we are going to get into it an awful lot. Then it's 3 to 7 Eastern time. Harry Douglas with Freddie Coleman. Freddie moving up to the daytime. Absolutely phenomenal. Then 7 to 10, it's Amber with Freddie's old partner, Ian Fitzsimmons, who is about as good as it gets in the mayor of college football. Then 10 a.m. to 1, it's game night with Q Myers and company. And then, of course, you've got SportsCenter all night, uh, 1 to 6 a.m. It is a great lineup, and we can't wait to start it two weeks from tomorrow. Tomorrow, another one. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.